This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Let me live by my dream. Let me live by this what I intended to be. If you got a me, then I can probably see. All right, check, check, check. Y'all tuned in to another episode of the label podcast i'm your host name tag alexander make sure y'all go to the website leadingbelegendary.net check out the music check out some of the services that we offer also make sure you get some merch i just threw some new hoodies up there t-shirts we got the hats now people are asking about the hats they will be coming soon actually no the hats you can't order now online uh, we got a couple different colors coming soon but anyway we're gonna get right into it we got some special guests actually before we get into this if you hear my voice and it sounds real clear crisp Smooth. It's because I'm here at Shop Talk Studio. Yeah. You know what You know, what you know when you see the blue and black. You know where you at. You know. So what better way to, you know, introduce the podcast over to Shop Talk, you know what I mean, than, than having a special guest on here from the Shop Talk podcast. Y'all can introduce yourself so they can know how y'all get down with the intros. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. If you see me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame Going Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to get right into it. Yeah, man. I had to let y'all do the intros, man. It was, it's only right. It was only this right. is only, only, it's only right. right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. as I'm sitting here, like, this is my second time witnessing that shit. No, third. Third. Because I did the joint with uh, the Connected Experience. We did the duo albums. Uh, then I was on y'all's show. And this is the third time. So, like, that shit is flawless, man. I don't, it, yeah. it took a long time to get that here. It took a long, flawless. and now we talking about changing them up. Yeah, I got, yeah. yeah, I got some new ones. I got to, I got to move and rotate in. Yeah, and like, yeah. And like you said, it took a long time. So, like, talk about the beginning history of Shop Talk Studios, just in general, how it came about. I know you said, you know, oh man, uh, we, I still look at it like we still in kind of in our infancy. Yeah, you know, we've been in this current location going on a year now. Um, well, no. I'm, I'm saying in this current yeah. studio that we're in, going on a year now. But, I mean, I give all the, the credit to my partner. This is Jay's baby and his idea, man. Man, um, so, you know, we've been doing a podcast since June uh, 2016. Work. And, um, like, so the studio is just like, this is a happenstance. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't planned out. We wasn't supposed to, like, open the studio and have, like, people recording out of here or whatever. Um, you know, we was recording at a, a, another um, podcast studio, you know, 25 an hour, but like we would do, you know, hour and a half show. So yeah. 50 bucks a week, $200 a month. Exactly. I'm like, man, and we only got this specific time that right. you can go. And I'm like, well, shit, for, for what we paying for that. Um, I reached out to my homeboy, Muddy. Uh, him and Cool Breeze were doing um, radio on 88.1. Dope. 
Uh, I mean, they was paying like $35 a week Word. to, uh, you know, play their show. I'm like, well, look, let's go look for some office space. Me and my like, let's go look Damn. for some office space from what we pay a month. Like, I'm sure we can get just one room. We throw some, I already got the equipment and we can record. And it worked out. You know what I'm saying? Signed a lease. And I think this was around. I think it was around like our, my birthday or whatever, because at the birthday party, it was like the, the um, first year. Judy and Verge had said they wanted to start a podcast, so we started the studio in May, and then they, they was came, the first person. First clients, yeah. Like, Unsavory Anthony, shout out to them. Yeah, and then like more and more people. I think it was after Unsavory. I think it was uh the Slimmy Hoffa show. Word. Um, and <laughs> here's the story about the Slimmy show, right? <laughs> Uh, Shout out to the homie Slimmy Facts <laughs> I'm I, I'm a private person You know what I'm saying And I could be paranoid sometimes So like I got a oh, ra- I think I remember You know what I'm saying I got yeah. like a random message <laughs> And shit like You know um, To come up to the studio or, or you know what I'm saying I want to record And like I don't really Just be knowing and shit You know what yeah. I'm saying So I had to like Scope out the person that, I think it was uh, J.U.S. hit me up And I ain't know him or Whatever I'm thinking like How the fuck you find me and shit and then I look, we had like one person in common. I, I didn't have a problem with nobody, but yeah. it was something brewing. I'm like, is niggas trying to set me up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas so, had like a deep voice in the phone. Niggas <laughs> at the studio right now. Yeah, they're trying to set us up for business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was foolish. So they came, man. They, they the homies and shit. And uh, then TCE Pod, we had a couple. And that shit just blew and blew. And also, they were in the early stages. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Everybody. Like, them was like the, the our first month here. We had like two or three people that was oh, recording. Shit. So the floodgates just opened because you said it's about how many? Like 40-something now, ain't it? Man, we've touched, what, 55 different shit. podcasts that came yeah. out of here? And uh, so other than like the initial money I put up for the um, like the first lease, the, the you know, you got yeah. pile whatever, like we didn't make rent every month. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Thank God. I remember it's when a, Jay. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's in high demand. Everybody doing podcasts. You know, you know, it's a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got extras, sometimes you don't. Yeah. But you know, we didn't pay rent. So. I mean, it's a business. It's up and down. Every money ain't in the. Yeah. Money ain't in the black. I remember when Jay first signed a lease. I hit him up like, dog. Maybe we jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we doing too much. So you know. But I mean, he he stepped out there on faith, and I mean, you know, God has sustained us month in, month out. I tell you the, the the biggest one. So you know we were downstairs on the third floor uh, for our first year. Um, you know rent was very manageable, uh, but like we had like a lot of people coming in and out. And it's really when we think back, it was a small ass space. Yeah. It seemed big then, but like it's just a room. It was yeah. just, just a, a room. It's just a room. So I was looking for something bigger, and um, I had a particular price point I wanted to stay around. But it wasn't nothing available. And then the, the leasing lady, she showed me this spot, and which was more than uh, I wanted to spend. And it was, I only look, I was looking for two rooms. Yeah. And this had three in a little lobby area. And um, she said, we signed a long term lease. We can kind of work out a deal or whatever. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do it. Um, but like, I don't want to look back and this be the moment. Right. Like, that had been perfect. You so missed it. Right. I stepped out on faith, man. And, it was one of the best decisions I, I could have made, man. So forty something. Well, you said fifty something. Nah, God yeah, damn. rent still get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rent still get paid. So 
Now, one thing with you two is that, and one thing we all have in common is that we MCs when it comes down to it. So talk about that oh, yeah, transition from- Still get busy. You know what I'm saying? Still get busy. Oh, yeah. We, what's, what's the album? You said the-, the Oh, Westbound and Down, Kush Blunts and Clinic Trips. Is, I'm, I'm cooking right now. And people have said they heard you some shit from you. I can go. A, I don't know. Now I don't know if I've been listening long enough for him to air it out or like play something on air. So oh, I don't we, really. We, I think we I got some. We got some cooking though. We got some cooking. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like, talk about that transition though, because like I always say this to people. I think in many cases, like people that rap or used to rap, sometimes they scared to take that leap because it's like this all people know me for. Like, my first time doing it, I was just like, well, fuck it. I like talking about music, just in media shit in general. I'm going to do a podcast, period. That's going to be my lane. But then there's some people, man, I don't know. I don't want to just know me to spit, and I don't think they're going to really accept me in that space. Like, talk about how y'all made that transition, just to be like, you know, we could do this. I'll be honest. For me, back in the day, I used to work in radio. I was on air, but it was at a gospel station. So I had, like, a little bit different comfortability okay. behind the mic. But when we first started the podcast, I didn't want to do the shit. I'll be perfectly honest. Jay hit me up and was like, yo, because me and Jay, just to give a little more backstory, like I've known Jay since high school. Okay. Like he was a year younger than me. And not to say that like we ain't really hang with each other, but I would see him in the same circle. Okay. So I knew he was somebody that was cool. Then we ended up linking back together like we used to we used to work together. And like on my lunch breaks or on, you know, breaks and shit, we kick it about battle rap. Boxing, yeah. music, yeah. just then we got put in. The, it was then we was in the same cube and shit. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. So I mean, we would just have those conversations all day. So like, this is what we always it's talked natural. about. So when he hit me, he hit me up and said he wanted to start a podcast way before he did it. Okay, uh, whatever. Good year and a half, <laughs> yeah. two years. So <laughs> and I mean, we we would always talk, but it was like whatever. I, I didn't even really kind of have a good grasp what it yeah. was. And then when I got, then when I when I found, I said, "Nigga, this is radio with no exactly. music." So, whatever. But then he hit me up like out the blue and said, "Hey, next week I got some equipment. We starting a podcast." I was like, "All right, let's do Man. it." So we did the the first podcast. Was it at my house? No, I was my first one was at my crib. Yeah, we was just sitting in the living room just talking. We didn't really have like a, a strong format. And I'm thinking it's a one time thing. I'm yeah. a this is my dog. I'm gonna appease the situation. Then he hit me <laughs> up like next week, like around Wednesday. So, what you got for the second episode? I'm like, nigga, what? You got to do it again. Then Nina, <laughs> we did the second at your crib, and Nina was on the second episode. Yeah, that Beyonce was, killed Prince. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just kept snowballing from there. And I mean, I be honest, in the beginning when we weren't getting like a lot of listeners, I was just like, out my heart wouldn't. Wasn't really into it, but I, I don't want to say like Jay put the pressure on me, but like when you see your your man's and his dedication and he reaching out, like I try and be a decent person yeah. or a decent friend to my friends. So like he was reaching out, and I'm like, well, shit, we started this together. Like right. let's let's see what's we gonna happen. Not. Yeah, now them first couple months, I was like, <laughs> man, this shit is not gonna fucking work. I think because it's, it's weird because like how you said, you know, it wasn't getting a lot of listens, but also how you said podcasting was something that was like fresh to you, yeah. which it is to a lot of listeners to, you know, still now a lot but of people, like, what's a podcast? You but I think saying? people, I was trapped in that shit. Like people, you look for instant gratification. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to come out the gate and a hundred thousand yeah. motherfuckers listening to you. Well, don't nothing really catch on like that. Right. You know, it it's a working process. Now, when we go back and listen to some of them first episodes like the audio, the subject mm -hmm. matter, like the shit don't sound great. Yeah. But like that's that's our history. That's what we had to build upon. Man, I think we really caught on 
and we really start and it's unfortunate but when we really started caught on and got like a lot of feedback this was right around the time that unfortunately police was killing black people left Man. and right so we would talk excuse me we would talk about it on air mm-hmm. and like I would just get crazy texts and feedback and, and, yeah. and Facebook posts and stuff like that. I'm like, I think I think we may be on to something. Yeah, and, and that's all it kind of took just to get, like, the ball rolling down the mountain. Like, yeah. again, you just can't jump into nothing and expect instant success, and that's kind of where I was jaded at. I also think, too, like, just with podcasting in general, especially, like, with a podcast like y'all's, it's – um the topics that are covered and just the conversation period is a lot of people probably listening at work and a lot of these people can't even tap into these conversations. So they might have these thoughts, but they at work. Like I can't, especially if you're working at a, in a cubicle or something, like I want to talk, but I can't, I can't talk about that. We got a briefly discussion at lunch, but here you have a podcast where it's like an hour, two hours. It's unlimited time. And they just going in on a subject that you've been wanting to speak about for a minute. Yeah. And I think what another thing that works for me and Jay is like, we not yes men to one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Jay can have his own independent and I be off on left field and like he don't he don't try and change what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't try and sway him one way. It's literally like being in the barbershop. It's yeah. somebody talking crazy and there's somebody with like a more sane and and sound point of view. But I mean it it worked that the dynamic between yeah. us two has been working. I mm-hmm. knew it when you disagreed and said that Donnie Hathaway's this Christmas. I fucking hate Christmas a, music, I said, I said, dog. Game was alone in this. I yeah, said, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't shake a hand, shake a hand, <laughs> throw that shit in the trash. I hate <laughs> then, Christmas but music. But you had me feeling the way it came Christmas. Time. I was like, dang, you're right. Like Christmas songs really ain't that great. No, man. And I started listening are, to them different. I was like, I love it. That Donnie Hathaway, man, he can't, he can't, you can't shit on that one, man. No, Donnie man. Hathaway <laughs> can sing. I just don't want to hear no Christmas music. I worked at the mall mm. like when I was younger so like Likewise. I worked at I worked at the movie theater in the uh, mall and I worked at the one hour photo booth they was like right next door to each other uh, and the mall at Christmas time they just playing so that loop all shit. motherfucking <laughs> day they don't play black <laughs> Christmas songs nigga at the, at the at you worked at Fairlane like it was Christmas songs you be like man turn this shit off cause they start <laughs> playing around like November yeah yeah but like I, no, I worked at Livonia Mall and you're right like on the main speaker it wasn't black music but yeah. at the movie theater, I could hear from my other job. Word. It was black shit all day, and I got sick and fucking tired of Donny Hathaway. I knew I knew it going an hour and a half once Donny Hathaway came back on because it was just a continuous loop. Mine's I fucking hate it. Mine's is that one, even though they played a lot. And um, this is funny. Stevie Wonder's uh, <laughs> "Someday at Christmas," and I hate "Boys to Men." So any "Boys to Men" Christmas song, I'm not fucking with. Stevie looking outside like yeah. it's snowing yet. That's how he Stevie knows was looking that's outside. Why, that's right. That's Stevie. Someday at Christmas is so fire. Like, <laughs> you got to see to write that shit. Somebody post, shout out to Keely Ferguson. She posted uh, some shit with Steve, her and Stevie, like, playing. I wanted to, I said, no, nah, I'm not going. I'm not going. I almost tagged y'all and I said, I'm going to leave that She knows the secret. <laughs> that means she knows the secret. But right. she zoomed in on a couple of the periods. I said, now, why did she zoom in? To like, show see. us that Stevie, said, Stevie, Stevie can see. Yeah. I said, I'm going to leave that one alone. But, um,. Speaking of just like winter festivities, like birthday. Well, y'all don't have y'all birthdays more so like weird. No, no, mine, mine in the winter, November first. Okay. Man, so I know your pain. So mine's today. You know, happy birthday, bro. birthday, my brother. I'm I'm 33. It's my my Jesus year. Mm. Okay, you know how I feel. Uh, you know what's interesting about birthdays? Like when I woke up, it, it almost feel like a rebirth in a sense. 
So I woke up. I was like, damn, I'm 33. I don't, I don't, I don't feel. Listen old. to nines this morning. I woke up early you know on my board. What's funny day. about that? I always listen mm. to that shit, dog. But here's what's funny. It wasn't that one. It was one mic. Mm. I was, I was one Jesus mic was died. playing in my head. When you said 33, I literally. So you said what I went to. When you said Jesus year, I literally started yeah. rapping in my head. Jesus died at age 33. The other night it was playing in my head. Twin glass from 16 to. Kept piece. playing in my head. I had to listen. I said I got. I went to the video. I said I got to watch the one mic video. Then the next day I played it. I was like. Man, that's so dope how you just broke that shit down. Uh, yeah. Nice, you know, one of the greatest. But I don't want to spark that debate. Yeah, yeah, we're not. You know, yeah. <laughs> I love Nas, man. I don't even <laughs> like. We don't want to spark. People that drag me to the rabbit hole, but I love Nas. But I, I was talking about this the other day, and uh, a couple of the homies was telling me like they already know I'm not going. I'm not really notorious for like celebrating my birthday. I'm not the one that's going to just have a big old you know party or or dinner where everybody come we just sit at the table and eat and laugh that's never really been me like i always get into my creative bag around my birthday like last year i recorded the year before that i was in the studio even in high school it came to my birthday yo put me in the studio like here we are now you know what i'm saying it, it hasn't really changed so a lot of people was asking what i'm doing and i'm just like ah, i ain't really doing nothing I, I, in fact i was telling them i'm gonna report record a podcast later that's it yeah that works for me. Like, how do y'all, what do y'all really, you know, is it a big thing for y'all or is it just? Um, for birthdays, for me, uh, I really just want to be around my friends and family. Uh, the first time I've actually had a birthday party was when I turned, when my 35th, when we did mm-hmm. like our, our first live uh, live show or whatever. Yeah, such a good fucking time. I had a, a, <laughs> such a great time, but like, I don't, I don't, you know, you when you're younger, you know what I'm saying? It'd be like, we'll go to a club or yeah. go to the, the White House or whatever the fuck, right. Elysium at the time, and you know you get your little boosts and shit. But yeah. like, that was my first. All y'all came here for me, you know what I'm saying? And it was dope because I had some family who snuck in town and mm-hmm. shit. But other than that, man, I just really want to be chilling with my friends and my family. That's dog. where it's really at, man. I don't. Next my year, my homies get me together. Usually, they just feed me drinks every year on my birthday until mm-hmm. I throw up. <laughs> like that—that's the thing. Happy birthday! So we go to the <laughs> club. Niggas and just feed me drinks until I throw up and shit. Like, look at me about to throw up right now. <laughs> happened on it. Yeah, it happened that. <laughs> oh man, you got so drunk they almost put you out Facts. on your birthday. Damn. Yeah. Wait, here? Does they almost put you out of here? Or just, no, no, oh. we. We had a live podcast at Rosie O'Grady's. Oh, okay, okay. And I mean, like, people really showed, like, I didn't expect the the, the outpouring that we had. You've been but, like, people showed the fuck one up. One time. One time. It's like so, there's one in Royal Oak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ferndale. So, like, when you walk in, it's like a, to the right hand side, it's like a, a, a patio area and it's uh-huh. a whole nother bar. So, we had that whole bar area in the patio right. and we packed that bitch out. Man. And, uh, nigga stayed all night. Yeah. And that was a, a like, sometimes she'd be having with the podcast, and I'd just be like, dog, I don't think I should do this. But I step out on faith and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, so I booked a room there, mm-hmm. but it was, I went there the day before to check it out, and it was like really small. Word. And I didn't know how big it was. So I was like, can we get the bigger room? Mm-hmm. They was like, yeah, but you got to sell, uh, you got to cover. Um, it's like, like twelve hundred worth of drinks. It was like fifteen hundred. First, it was like you got to cover like a thousand dollars worth of uh, mm-hmm. food and, and be- beverage. I'm like, all right, cool. And I think I said it too fast. It was like fifteen hundred. It was like fifteen or two hundred. It was a, a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, well, I already got fires out. People are right. coming here. I'm like, fine. I'm like, so what if I don't cover it? She was like, well, the rest of it just gonna go on your credit card. Damn. I'm like, all right, bet. So I gave my credit card information. She, I'm like, fuck it. We just gonna, just gonna do. If I gotta pay to have a good time tonight on my birthday, I right. will do it. Why but 
Luckily, folks show. And then I started promoing heavy after that. <laughs> <laughs> Every social media promo. Hey man, promoing heavy. When but people showed up and showed out, we bought drinks all night long. Ate good. We did a live podcast. Uh, and I mean, I want to do another live podcast. You know what I'm saying? We got to taper the drinking though. Facts. Because um, <laughs> by the the last half hour was complete shit. It was just us slurring. And, talking crazy and there's some audio that will never be released to the public that's the third time y'all mention that i'm like i want to hear it like what's it, it, it gets pretty it released it'll be like a me too <laughs> type of situation oh, one yeah. of us was saying yeah. it's a me too shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one we're not gonna the drunker half the drunker half one of us was saying some shit for me man i i celebrate my birthday like typically i try and go out to dinner with my people's you know get a steak you know get some drinks right. to celebrate this year was a little bit milder because i like went out and i lost my debit card my birthday Uh, weekend so like that kind of i can't tell people to come out and front me all the money until i get my shit back you got me right because like i didn't i didn't figure out i lost my debit card like my birthday november 1st so halloween is always like a big deal for me like up until like I probably turned 21. I was still trick or f- fucking trick or treating every week, every every Birth, year for Halloween. It was the excuse. <laughs> hey man, I don't get no fuck. It's free candy. And then I had kids, yeah. which was an excuse to like keep it keep it going. But for some reason, I lost my debit card that Friday. I woke up Saturday, and it was already like three in the afternoon. So I can't go to the bank. Bank closed. To, yeah, yeah, can't go get no money. So I'm like, I'm just fucked up till next week. So. Man, I will say one other thing about my birthday. Before my mom took ill, my mom would make me a chocolate cake on my birthday every year. Like, that was something I looked forward to. Chocolate on chocolate. Chocolate cake, chocolate icing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she would call me in the morning and sing me happy birthday. Man. And, like, that was, like. That's the thing. So, like, when my my mother was alive, that's crazy. Like, we had a a different tradition. Like, she would not acknowledge my birthday until, like, around the time she actually went into labor. So, like, I could talk to her in the morning, but she ain't even, she ain't even on birthday shit. It was like, she would call me like, happy birthday, son. (laughs) This year at 9.03, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I had to, and my mom had the whole spiel, too, like. You know, I started feeling the rumbling about two thirty, <laughs> but she wouldn't. She'd never acknowledge it. But I could always guarantee, like, this is probably the first year I didn't have a birthday cake because I ain't really had like nobody in my life like that. But like every year, I've always had like yeah, a birthday birth- cake. My birthday cake came from work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did mine. So did mine. Shout out to my work my people. employees. My, my employees chipped sure in. The same birthday, so it was like she was she was out of town. So I was like, well, that cake is mine. It's not gonna make it till she you get, get back. A couple pieces, but I'm gonna eat the rest. Hey of man, shit. let me ask you something. Like all y'all, like when the last time somebody polished off a whole birthday cake? Shit just don't happen. It doesn't happen. I don't even my own kid. I don't even buy her like the full like when she when she was one. Oh, that was the shit like buying a sheet cake about yeah. this big, and you realize that you got to be at a party. I, everybody ain't even. But eat still, that even if everybody home, takes a piece, like you still take still a there. cake home. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care if you eat that shit three times a day for the next three four days. You're not gonna make it through that yeah, whole nah, cake. No, no, it's getting tossed. It's getting tossed. It's crazy. Like you mentioned about your daughter. So I remember. I got two girls, uh, and my daughter's birthdays, both of my girls' birthdays are in December. Mm-hmm. One is the 26th, one is the 29th. <laughs> so, you know, Christmas fucks God, me over. Then that week, up. right, it's, 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 it's my fault. This guy's cruel joke when you had daughters. <laughs> so my they first birthday together, my, do- my oldest girl, who was like seven at the time, was like, I want to celebrate my birthday with my sister. 
And I was like, well, I mean, it's her first birthday. You turning seven? I mean, y'all no, sisters. I don't get no fuck. So I had their birthday party at like Jungle Java and some, some shit I had never heard of. But they mamas figured out all I got to do is pay. So I'm getting ready for the birthday party and shit. My dad was like, well, what you going to do about the cakes? I said, I'm going to get one cake, put their name on it. He said, nah. He said, it's both their birthdays. Oh, you got to get damn. two cakes. I got two big dumbass sheet cakes. For, and like, it's the same flavor on both of them, but everybody eating off of separate cakes. I took so much motherfucking cake home. I was like, never again. Man, I did, never I again. Did two years in a row, I never again. I'm never it's better to have again. not enough cake than too much cake. That's how I feel. And I know that's not the normal <laughs> the normal thing, but like no. Well, do it on some limited edition like, shit. Only so much cake. You is get available. the cake and then you get the rest of the slices <laughs> to your best friends <laughs> and everybody else it don't fucking matter. Hey man, at my daughter's birthday party, they're seven. My oldest girl turned seven. My baby girl turned a year. Like all their family from both sides came out. And like it was, you know, this was a lot this is the first time a lot of us like meeting each other. It was Probably like one of the best best days of my life to so seeing both my daughters like really enjoy that shit and just having like we kind of like took over a certain area. Probably had damn near a hundred guests and seeing like the love for both my girls. Man, I I couldn't put a price tag on that shit, man. man. But I celebrate birthdays, and the biggest reason is because nigga, I'm 37. I never in a hundred years thought I lived this long. Like for real. Hmm. No, that's real. I, I'm Actually. fortunate enough to to see another year. Like, even if I just do something small, like I'm gonna celebrate that shit because yeah. I never. I know I lost a lot of friends. A lot of my friends been shot, stabbed, and none of that shit happened to me. And like, I've been in the thick of that shit with these niggas. Yeah. I'm fortunate to see another one, man. So I celebrate it. No, that's real, man. Tag man to answer your question because I forgot that you asked a question about music and shit. <laughs> no, we was talking about. Um, the transition music and the podcasting mm. it's directly related um and it's wild because i was had a music company uh black city government uh, we was moving around tough through like 2004 to about 2010 ish or whatever um but back in 05 we was trying to put some stuff on the radio so mm. we'll go to different we met with everybody trying to get shit on the radio and Word. we weren't able to get anything on the radio so i went to radio shack and I bought some equipment and like in my apartment on Eight Mile and Telegraph, was like, we gonna do our own radio show. Mm. So we went to blackcitygood.com, um, was the website, it's not it's not there no more. <laughs> but like we put songs on. I'm the first person to ever play One Blood on the radio. Yeah. Uh but like we put our own songs on there, major shit, local shit, and we had topics and conversations, and we called that shit Black City Radio. And we put that shit out and we did that shit for a while. And um like in real life, we would record it. I will upload it to the site. Mm-hmm. You can either play it or download yeah, it whenever download. you want. In real life, it was a podcast right. before podcasts before existed. Really, yeah, because yeah. we called it Black City Radio, but it wasn't live, mm-hmm. and you had to. Radio is like the the thing that kind of grabbed people. Like, oh, okay, cool, we got a radio yeah. show. Yeah, but um, then you know we moved around. Music was crazy. My mom was working at the radio station mm-hmm. and shit, and so she took the CD. Gave it to DDT. Uh, um, and he said he was listening to it for a while. Then he called me like, yo, I've been listening to this shit for, you know what I'm saying, for a minute. We want to bring y'all up to like what's next on the menu or crazy. whatever. You know what I'm saying? But after that shit died out, life happened. You know what I'm saying? And like a bunch of online radio stations that kind of like spawned from what we had started. Yeah. 
you know, like family members of the people that was on it. And all this shit blew up. And like years later, I look back like, man, a lot of the Detroit online radio stations that was out here popping, like yeah. it literally came from an idea that happened in my living room. And like I missed out on that whole fucking wave. Man. So when the podcast shit started, uh, when I, you know, Dame referenced like we talked about it for a while before we did it. And like I'm like, I don't want to miss out on another right. fucking wave. Like, jump on it while it's moving. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I already, jump in front of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we started doing it, man, and the podcast scene in the in the metro area right now is a lot different than it was. Yeah, exactly. In early 2016, it was a desert. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know it was a fucking desert. Uh, they left and right nowadays, you know. But to, but they come and go, and the thing about it that I think separates us, and even a lot of the podcasts that record out of here, is just consistency. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a gr- anything that you that you want to get something out of, it's a grind. Absolutely. It's something. Like me and Jaden and sacrificed our Fridays for three fucking years. Yeah. We both single men. Friday is right, is fucking prime time. <laughs> but I mean, every Friday, like I ain't got to call them. I know about seven seven thirty. Unless something really go go awry with our schedules, we linking up and yeah. you know we talk or text all week long. Bounce off, bounce ideas off each other, and we come in here and we try and spew it out for an hour. Yeah, yeah man. So. That's- they're directly related, shit. man. I knew I would be uh I'd be tight behind this mic one way or another. <laughs> yeah. I'd exactly. get it out to people. It all came back around at the yeah. end of the day. It did. And and while we on the subject of music, uh I thought about this like before, you know, off air we was listening to the whole, you know, the Jay Z record. And um I thought about this with playlists. With most playlists, right, they're usually consistent of what? The jams, the hits. Yeah. Are there playlists or do you have playlists where it just consists of the bars. Yes. You? Yes. I tried to make one. I couldn't do it. So, well, I'll bring you in. I'll tag you in. Okay. So, one of my homegirls, Crystal, uh, she is very, one of my favorite hip-hop heads. Okay. She is like Oh, I that Crystal. Yeah, 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 that Crystal. So, I reached out to her probably right before Christmas and um, asked, or the, way, the week after Christmas, I'm like, look, we got to put together... A, a, a playlist of the best verses okay. of all time. Okay. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Because, like, we put together of crew songs. Like, I want yeah. all the crew songs. Everyone, everybody, or all the Rockefeller songs, and they, yeah, yeah. all the crew songs, whatever, got a, a dog ass playlist with, playlist with those. I'm like, no, nah, we need to put together the coldest verses, like the best verses of all time, and put that shit in the playlist. Are you saying just like, the the actual whole song with that verse, or literally splicing it to where it would be that particular verse. Um. So initially, getting those songs, okay, to put them on there. But me, I I can slice yeah, the yeah, bitches up. Yeah. But but those songs because I want to share that playlist with everybody. Right. And it's you know you can't share my personal yeah. shit I cut up on my computer. But like Apple Music will allow you to share. Okay. The other one. So like that's literally in the works. Okay. Oh, that's hard. I was thinking about that's that shit hard. like the last few days. I'm like, I was I did one before, but then I like what happens when more comes. I mean, obviously you would add to the playlist, but I was like, yeah. damn, do people have those type like if you go on the the uh the DSPs now and you look and you'll see like, okay, well most of the playlists they just consist of the hits and I don't I know me being a lyricist, I don't really see those type of playlists. You know, when I when I think about like there's sometimes I just get in the mood where I want to hear certain rappers yeah. just rap. Now, do I have a playlist just to bars? Nah, but that's a a good ass idea though. So you gotta give so Apple Music 
Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you can share these different. I put some. First off, I need to add playlist guide to one of my uh, hmm. one of my my. Come on I, now, let's let's not jump out the window. Yeah, I'm even kind of like, wait a minute now. Wait, wait. Kennedy gods with <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a playlist god, lower <laughs> lowercase g. You know, what I'm saying okay. not not the creator, but man, I, I really do spend a lot of time putting cold playlists together. Not just rap music either. I know I've had many a days like I got a '90s playlist that's that's pretty fire like look, i got one separate for hip-hop i got one separate for r&b i got a i got a gospel I one t- as he i'll tell you when i knew i was getting caught on the playlist when i had strangers subscribing to the playlist okay. that's oh, when yeah, i knew oh, you know oh, what i'm you saying because you, you are can share them you a playlist i'm guy. like I all right have... i got strangers in here subscribing to my playlist because you know you got a profile on apple music and yeah, shit yeah. like that like oh, okay yeah, I got like maybe one subscriber to each different one. That's really about it. So being that you're a lyricist, like I know there's certain just MCs that you admire. Like yeah. when it's time for bars, like who are some of your go-to artists? Easy. Thought, Royce, Ailes. Um, yeah, Thought, Royce, Ale. I would say much. And like good classic M. Okay. Yeah. Do you think I'm not level, mad at that list, by the way. The level of lyricism, even by those people that you named, and those are dope lyricists. Mm-hmm. Like I think the 2019 version themselves, and then like the 1997 through 2000 version, like the lyricism was just different. Yeah. Even from them. It was. It was. I think. I think the difference between now and then is that back then it was fresh because let's like you said like 97 maybe like 96 or whatever lyricism was still like fresh in a way like to really just bar some shit up like they was doing that in the 80s but it was so but it different. wasn't really like like it like when cats like Rakim and, and Big Daddy Kane and them came along Coogee Rap they were like oh shit we ain't heard it like this before yeah, yeah. so that was like what mid eighties when that happened. So you spill into the nineties, you still got some lyricists, whatever. So like like I say, when cats like Redman and them came along, that that was still like fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like it was still a thing. And so, their styles were still fresh I, to us. And the I, internet wasn't what it is now either. You know. So yeah. that that's a huge difference too. And I think because like back in the day, like I was into. So clearly cannabis was one yeah. of my faves, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or and I'll take like a um I mean at that time, damn near well, you know, Wu Tang and all that shit. We're right? gonna stay on him for a minute too, because that's one of my But my like, next. but so that's a so it was like simile, metaphor, boom, boom, boom. Like every time I say something, like the flow the flow will be there, the cadence will be there, but he'll say some shit that you gotta damn near think about like, oh, that's so fucking clever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really heard that. Like Lupe is good for that oh, yeah, early yeah, Lupe yeah. or not early Lupe, but Lupe, yeah, Lupe was good for saying like so Lupe would do where normally you this would be a bar the, the punchline he'll have that shit like keep going he'll just keep yeah. going I'm like wow that's then yeah, you got to really unpack shit. I when I look for lyricism shit like that I don't get that in rap music today nah. even from the greats I get that shit in like battle rap yeah. It's not on beat, they but they they say like their wordplay and their their schemes and I'm like yeah. like dog, you just wrapped a whole scheme 
and it sound like you're talking about something, yeah. but you're literally talking about a whole nother thing. Slow it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah I, I just, just dissed you. you. Yeah. Like, every word I just said literally has a double meaning. And, like, no, that takes some fucking... Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's wizardry with words yeah. at that point. You know, when I think about, like, certain... M's, like, I feel what you're saying about, like, Lupe. Like, when when he get into his rhyme scheme on certain shit... Like, I listened to Hip Hop Save My Life, like, a few days ago. And, like, the storytelling behind it is, is spectacular. If you look at uh, Dumb It Down on that oh, same man. album... Like that shit. I mean, shit. my iris. And <laughs> like that shit. And at the same time, he's making fun of rappers. That means, my, that means like my my windshield is menstrual. Like, because yeah. he just hit a. Like, it's so much stuff that go like, damn, that was a double entendre. Oh, damn, that was a, a double. A double. I'm going to listen to that. But but how it is, how it's set up, how the beat is, you think it's really like some very simplistic yeah. shit. But like, if you fuck with bars and yeah. lyrics. Like you, you understand how complex like, oh, that shit, shit is. Um, the on Lupe first album, the last song on there, what it do, what it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this nigga rap. I bought a I bought a CD. The CD came with a a DVD. The DVD came with a CD, which was the making of the CD. Like he rapped a song about us, essentially about a CD that was coming inside of a T. It sound wild he, for me even trying to yeah. mention it, but like. Like the level of the thought, thought that went in there is like I don't really hear that shit. Shit, now. even the uh, wasn't it daydream the joint who's wasn't what Jill was Scott about the robot? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know another MC that I think of when I when I think like when I want to listen to bars, I'm a huge Jay Electronica fan. Even though Jay ain't gave us like you know a project, like oh. I listen to Exhibit C. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. got to yeah. Now like Jay. I love hearing that nigga rap. Yeah. But like when I think of that shit, like I don't think of bars. I think of really good rhyming and rapping. Yeah. And like um mm. and that's not even like a knock. No, no, I hear what you say. Cuz that's like, a lane in itself too. Like he and I think of he give us content. He give us cadence and he give us information and he put that shit together so cold. But when I think of and this is my box of thinking, like I think of simile, metaphor, Oh, that's a bar mm-hmm. or a punchline setup. That's a bar. But now rap has kind of evolved. Yeah. And it's real technical. Now I can give you I can rap these three words and then my next six words are going to be the opposite rhyming words. Like it's so technical. Like, you know, when I look at like the technical ability and bars like you, you mentioned, that. I think like a Royce. Yeah. yeah. Royce, like his technical. Shit, man. Like, first of all, like, Royce is <laughs> one of the. When when people do not mention Royce being like one of the Enough. best rappers yeah. breathing God's air right now, like I'm I'm appalled it's by that shit. It's always tough, honestly, because I, I got thought up there. Like these last stream of thought projects, incredible. And then the Funk Flex freestyle on top that, of that. I was here arguing with uh, well not arguing with discussing with some some guys who were recording on Sunday. They all all like 23 years old, mm-hmm. and it was like, and one of them said that Royce was better than him, and I agree. Yeah, and they was is. like. They was like, "How?" I'm like, "Like, how do, like, how do you, like, how not? <laughs> Listen, like he rap, like he raps better than him. Yeah, or like at at, at the very least, they rap the same. But like early M, yeah. But like current Eminem and nah, current Royce, I got Royce on that. And and look at like who washes Royce, who yep. embarrasses hey, Royce, was, who even hangs with him bar to bar. On his own songs, and when I knew it's weird because when I knew, when I saw the difference, and I knew honestly, for me it was lighters. 
I heard it on the joint with Bruno. Yeah. They were like, but then I, I just kept listening to Royce. I said, yeah, he got him, man. He got him. I've and never, that's not a knock to Eminem. Because they're both good I've, as hell. I've never heard Eminem outshine Royce on a track. I haven't. I've heard I them be equal. I've heard it, I heard Royce get the better of him. Even on the original Renegade, it was like, facts. Shit. Yeah. The know. original Renegade bars and cadence is what why we like um, Eminem on Dead Room. Oh, yeah, The yeah, Biggie yeah. joint. yeah. It's seven different levels, and mm-hmm. like that's Royce's flow. Yeah, that's that's his cadence, that's his flow. And like when you got the bad I, meets evil, man, man, that was both <laughs> versions. And like when when you and like you said, it's not a knock to Royce or Eminem. When you had that type of competition, man. the iron just sharpens yeah, exactly. iron, and it brings man, out the, really the best. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think that's a, a you mentioned like Wu Tang. I think that's like a such a huge reason why Wu-Tang was so successful in the beginning is that they were all talented MCs. You throw them all in the room. Yeah, you throw them all in the room together over great RZA production, you're going to get classics. Yeah. Because you got each one kind of pushing. Even like no one Wu member actually sounds similar neither. And it's like, what, nine of them? Yeah. Even like if you look at like Jay and Big in the beginning, like you had each one of them, they're, they're both pillars. And like Jay will hear something and that's gonna push his pen. Yeah. Big gonna hear something that's gonna push his pen further. Man, what's crazy though? I was listening to an interview today um, about when they did Brooklyn's Finest, and uh, they both was in the studio with Clark Kent and whatever, and uh, everybody was around. Biggs was telling, he was explaining the story and shit, and um, he said an engineer came and dropped a pad in the room, and both of them was in <laughs> seats, and they both moved a seat back, and uh, like Jay was like, "There you go," and then Big was like. Oh, there you go. And they both just start mumbling and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, I always heard that, you know, that Jay-Z don't write his rhyme and shit like that. I thought that was some newer shit. Yeah. yeah I didn't I know. he wrote early on. Yeah, but, like, they was both in there like, nah. And that's when they both found out, like, oh, y'all, oh, you don't write your shit either? Mm-hmm. I don't write that's, that shit? That's like, a, that's like a chess match. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And they say Jay laid this shit big, uh... Didn't, they said Big didn't really know how to count bars like that at first, mm. and I guess this like in that beat, it's like a fifth bar. Yeah, it's kind of awkward or whatever. So he did like first three or four, then he came back, you know, a little bit later and did the other one. But like when them motherfuckers got in the same room together and shit, and um, they just had a mutual respect for each other, and like shit like that is lightning in the bottle. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you only gonna capture that moment. Yeah, this is it. Like like Jay, like Jay Electronica, that is like. That nigga's so cold because, like, he'll rhyme a parable for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I start off thinking, like, like, like you having a conversation. Like, he talking shit something. off like that. Like, and then when you finish, he think he's just talking. But, no, I'm coming back and rhyme them same words and still make it yeah. make sense inside. Like, I don't think that's – I don't know what to call it. I don't – when I think about it, I don't say that's bars, but that shit is special. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's – I don't know what to call it, but, nigga – it's it. It's certain rappers I listen to where I'd be like, man, I could rap every day, all day for the rest of my life, and mm-hmm. I'll never be this good. And it's and I don't think there's nothing wrong with I'm, that, but like I just I will never thought, have that skill set. <laughs> I'm going with Thought and Royce, dog. I was like, man, like that shit is like So Tad, let me ask you, what are three songs that are the one of the three most creative songs you ever heard from rappers? Damn. I know where you're going with this. I know who you're gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about. Three no, I'm talking about people. you. You. I got three different songs. From I know, three but there's, there's one MC in particular. I know you always kind of go back to with that question. Three creative songs from three different. Some rappers. shit like, damn, how the fuck? Like, I couldn't do this. 
Like some shit out of her, like, I couldn't do this. I don't know how you did this. That's that's fucking cold. I'll Nas give you, Rewind. Nas Rewind is one of them. Rewind is there? For me. Because like I don't like that's dope. No one even no one has even attempted to do that shit again. Because you'll look foolish. Yeah. But like that wasn't where I was going from my first. It might one. be nine songs. Not all three though. I would say rewind. I gave you power. That's a good one. Cause even though I know, cause someone's done that before. Everybody's done the whole. Yeah, but that was my first time hearing that. Have you ever heard? So Nas Rewind yeah. is on the list. Have you ever heard Lupe? It's a mixtape song called Switch Science Project. No, I haven't. You gotta listen to this. And shit. I was thinking a Lupe song. I'm trying. I was trying to. I was thinking of verses though. It's done on the um still tipping beat, mm-hmm. and like he rapped. Three different ways and three different tenses. So mm-hmm. he rapped in a certain southern draw, and then he rapped like in three different joints. So he'd say switch, and he'd start rapping a different cadence or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then he'd say switch again, and then he started rapping positive shit, mm-hmm. and then he start rapping negative shit, and then it kind of like speed up. So they say my saying switch, and like mid word he will switch to the other flow, and like. It's just, yo, yo. it's some correct, like, like who the fuck thinks of this type of shit? And he did it like, um, as a, a project, mm. this was actually the, he say, she say song is what came out of this. Cause mm. he was like, okay, I want to rap. He said a whole bunch of positive things. Right. And then he did a bunch of negative things on the same flow. And then when they say switch, he did that shit and flipped it with the same. Ca- like, I'm like the who thinks of this type of shit? Like, I just, it's wild. Well, I, I was trying to I was trying to think of some cannabis songs. Like I know he got one. Uh, and then that third one is Elza. That's what that's what I was waiting on you to and, say. And uh, Rampage, aka Paige Kennedy. Elza. Rules of Rap. It's on the uh, G Unit. It's on the G Unit popping them things beat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on a G Unit beat though. But r- he told you how to. They told you how to rap. Mm-hmm. But they rapped. How you supposed to rap? Okay, like it's the it's one of the coldest shit I've ever heard. Cause he told you how to put the patterns together, how to. It's one of the coldest shits oh, I fucking ever heard. Fam. I know what fucking song you talking about. Where he's like, get one too fast. Some, your mind like, mm-hmm. but is it the one where L's I saying some shit about the lake? Yes. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I can't think of the bar. Yes. But I know he, he like, said some shit about a I, lake, and I just <laughs> I was like, oh shit, man, this dude. I fill up a great lake. Yeah, yeah, yes, like yeah. okay. That was like one of the best rappers I've ever heard. Cause he got a few. Where it's like that, he got the uh, the colors joint. Whoo! Uh, Actually, the joint about the dreams. The joint about the dreams. Uh, my man who does PD Pi, uh-huh. he uh, did it. You know that beat. That song actually has two beats in it. Mm-hmm. He did one of the joints on there. And shit, who does the live from Detroit? Like who do who made yeah, yeah. that song? Uh, he actually produced on that album. He has. What else the fuck else I got where it's like the it's off the preface the uh oh I, I had that beat um where he take the first word yeah <sighs> yeah I'm still salty about that I had that on a beat CD I was like, yo let me get this now nah, L is using that for us I was supposed to be on Slum game, album game. they yeah. never used it. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm about to write. And then I heard that. I said, I'm going to leave it alone because I wouldn't have did that. Like, these niggas, did these niggas are wizards with Man. that shit. Like, yeah. I'm never going to rap that good. 
Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, you, I'm never going to That's why that I say good. you listen to certain shit and like, eh. Like, I'm like, can I rap with them? Yes. Could I go, like, give you some extreme bars? But what they do, that's some different shit. Like, yeah. your brain wired Jedi level. Really, you, know you know what I'm saying? saying? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's this on another plane. Like, when I... For me, like when I listened to that Black Thought freestyle last year for mm-hmm. funk, I was I was good on freestyles for the rest of the year. It's we, like it's like if you got Dave Chappelle and you got Eddie Murphy, you got Richard Pryor, and then you got Cedric Entertainer walking in the room. Cedric Entertainer gonna be funny as hell. Yeah. He not Richard Pryor. No. You know what I'm saying? So you like gonna laugh at some shit. L and them, they'll do their thing. I'm gonna get on that bitch and do my circuit to entertainer. But like I'm it's just like And I can still walk away and feel feel satisfied. Yeah. Facts. I am gonna bring it, I'm gonna hold my own. I mean like, like Cedric will probably have like some shit that's funny. You gonna repeat it to somebody, but like Dave and others, they got shit that's just timeless. Like when you're gonna be talking, you're gonna use it as a reference in a lot of shit. Like to this day, we still use a bunch of Chappelle show references, period. You P on you is Look relevant now, all it, over it again. Resurface. Like they actually got an interview with Neil, uh, my man's that did the show with him talking about I this. Like, Kells really wanted to fight. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. That shit is And Dave wild. had his goons negotiate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it's not off. gonna be. <laughs> had a goon off. That's some timeless shit, Look, man. Look, man, I've seen Dave Chappelle, like, perform live probably about a year and a half ago. And, I mean, he says some shit I've never heard him say again. Mm. You know, we couldn't have our cell phones. Like, you just had to enjoy the moment. I've seen him perform uh, at least three times. I try to get him every time he comes here, man. I, I just... He's a fucking incredible. Yeah. He's my favorite comedian. My personal favorite comedian of all time. It's just natural. I, I think people with that title, like how we saying with the MCs or whatever, like, of, of that, that just wizardry, they, I think it's like... You don't even have to. They don't try that hard. I think it's just there. Like they yeah. just was like, let me just go ahead. And, we all got our gifts and talents, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it, it shouldn't be a forced thing. No. It's like they just. It's like, well, fuck it. Let me just. Even though, like, I know what L's at. Like he's he's one. Of, he's gonna take his time. Like so, I I've reached out one time, maybe one or two times to L's out for a feature. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it because I know, like, he's going to take a long, long time. But I know what's going to come from that, though, too. That was the reason I have an iPhone. And, and, I, and I think it might be – we got to get into that story. You know, because, <laughs> but it's I've a, never heard that it's, before. It's the same with Royce. Like, me and DDT was talking about, he's like, yo, like, Royce is a machine. Like, he's, he's in there. Like, when I say he's an MC, MC, like, Royce is in there, like, just in his brain. I was like, yo, I – that's a different level. Like, I'm going to get distracted. I'm gonna, it's going to be some shit that's going to throw me off. So You know, I've had the opportunity to witness kind of Royce's process mm-hmm. on one or two occasions. Uh, my homeboy used to be a writer for Bad Boy, and when Diddy was working on the Dirty Money soundtrack and Royce had wrote the first single, uh, mm-hmm. that Come See Me, and just like the mythology behind it. Like, when he, when my homeboy was working directly with Diddy to mm-hmm. produce the project, and like he sent verses back like multiple times, but Royce can't like every single time he returned. And I was like, "What? How are you rejecting these verses? Yeah. Like these like?" And Royce was demoing everything. I was like, "This shit is fucking incredible! Like, how are you rejecting this shit?" He's like, "No, I know I can get better from. Him. I know you can do better." I'm like, "How do you tell one of the greatest?" Yeah. But I mean, Puffy got that. He worked with Big. Yeah. Like, I you would have to trust. That his ear exactly. knows something that mine just doesn't. Like, what you going to say? I, mean, I ain't seen this shit else. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know. And, like, when you know what type of person you got, when you give him some fire, and if you tell that person, oh, that's not hot enough, 
what that does something to your ego. It's got to. The thing that comes next has to be God level. Why he did it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It got to be God level next. Cause like, nigga, what? It's not good enough. All right, check this out. How did Elzai convince you to want an iPhone? So, look, we went to an in-store. Uh, me and my man Pete, we went to an in-store at Burn Rubber. Elzai was up there and mm-hmm. shit. And um, we all, everybody taking pictures and shit like that. And then somebody brought out a fucking iPhone and took the picture. And, like, the the whole screen was, like, the camera. And it was the crispiest shit I've ever seen at the time. Okay. Now, when you go back and look at an old-ass iPhone 3G, them like pictures it. grainy as fuck. But, you know what I'm saying? Feel like an Android. Like, I literally left that spot, like, I have to have that picture, mm-hmm. dog. Like, I have to have that phone because that shit looked so fucking great. And I just remember looking at the back of the phone and it was Elzai face on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, first off, send me that picture because it was a picture of me, Pete, and Elzai. But, like, that, I'm like, I got to get this fucking phone. I got to get him up here. It, it's, it can't be that difficult. I'm, I'm sure. Hey, man, after straight. the year that we had last year, anybody is accessible. Period. And you can get anybody... If you got the time, we can make it happen. Elzai, come on the label podcast. We're going to chop it up. Yeah, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And anybody that know Elzai, tell him I said that. I he know tu- him. He touchable. He <laughs> I know Elzai, but I'm just saying yeah. anybody else that know him, you know, get him up here. Yeah, man. So just just before we close out, just um, a couple things I wanted to talk about. One mainly being how we touched. We spoke about cannabis earlier. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. My cousin uh, sent me something on Instagram where it was a link to Cannabis's page. I'm like, Cannabis is on Instagram? Yeah. Under the name Cannabis Verified. Yeah. And I'm like, man, let me see if Cannabis still got it. The thing is, he does. However, I don't know what it is with his voice now. Yeah. It's not there now. I don't know why he's doing that. I wish he changed that shit because I think he's forcing it. However. Something happened mentally with with Cannabis. yeah. Wasn't he in the army for a second? Like, yeah. He never was the same after he came back. Yeah. Yep. He's he's like. like his, his, his literal, his case, everything changed with his voice. I'm like, yo, it's like you hear him in there. It's like, it's almost like a, a rap sunken place. Like, you know yeah. he's good. Hey, man, that same thing kind of happened to me with Siegel. Like, Which, I love Benny Siegel. But, like, after he got shot. It ain't the same. Just, like, it doesn't yeah. have that same Base that same dexterity, yeah. like it's just not. That it's meek, not there no the more. Meek, this was hard, oh. but it just was like, mm, if you would. He sounded like old man Siegel. Did you tag me in that, or did you send? I me did, that? I yeah, did. I, I said, I, I, I said, anybody seen this shit? Like, I really was going down a rabbit hole. Like, listen, I said, it's got to be. I come something across a here. cannabis official Twitter or Instagram every once in a while and shit, and that shit just be like, dog, it's not. I was kind of wounded, and then he showed like he got like clips of like older shit that he show like this was now was that guy, and I started looking. Like yo, he was. I put a playlist together from Canada like two weeks ago. I was like, he was. I started thinking about but, like he came in with Nori. But I mean, look, look at it. This is it's a syndrome I call like Al Bundyan. Mm-hmm. Like when niggas is living off of the fame of my mm-hmm. five touchdown game. Like we love cannabis because of what he did. But you got to look at it like that's twenty plus years it ago. Is. The cannabis that you all love and enjoy is a career that's yeah, twenty plus years old. The seagull that I loved and enjoyed is damn near twenty years ago. I like mean, it's that, not that no more. But look, I mean, real life, the average age of a, a a rapper is only popular for about five years. Yeah, and that's a good one. Like yeah. you got a good run. So from like you had an excellent run yeah. if you so make it five years. From ninety seven to two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. Like fam, that's a like good 01. run. Oh one, it really, it really was done after Mike Club. Yeah, I was about to say like around that time, like literally after that, because that's when the whole M shit came about, and he was going at it with M, and it was like done, over yeah. and done. 
Damn, man, that kind of hurt, man. He had a, <laughs> that was like it's just the reality you know, of it. You know though. what I'm saying? That that made me want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Find me somebody who was ill as him. Like just like, and nobody wanted who to had touch a him. Run like that. Nobody. And what's crazy is like anybody who you think is your favorite rapper did not want to put on the track with that man. They gonna bring him up like yeah, bitch, man. Even uh, while Clef was talking about it, he had a good point where he was like. Cannabis was ahead of his time to the point where he was talking about this whole internet shit before it even became a thing. I'll tell you, man, what's so Type wild? Type of raps and shit on the computer and, you know, and everything, you battling know, on, in forums. I be in my, my conspiracy bag and I be in the, the deep parts of the internet sometimes. When I be finding shit that he talked about in his first album, mm-hmm. I'm like, MJ-12 is not majestic. When I came across a, a program on television talking about the Majestic 12 and the well, MJ 12, I'm like, dog, I didn't know half of this shit was real. I'm, yeah. When you, we, we but when you look at like the, shit. when you look at the internet though, like even though the internet has been around, say like 20, 25 years, shit. the potential of it, I mean, maybe a little bit longer, but the potential of it is still so raw and untapped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you look at yourself at 25, you're not the man that you are today in your 30s. Right. Like, and that's the same thing we're looking at with the internet. Like, It's still very young. And the things that we've seen thus far are just scratching the surface of what it's going to be able to give us. Shit is actually scary when I, when I think about it. I mean, look at it. We grew up in the generation. You remember before the internet. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it is. That's what's scary about it. You're like, just seeing it. It's so damn brand new. But you got kids. I got ki- Like, they've never grown up without exactly. high-speed internet. You Tablets know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's their life. Yep. So, I mean, we, we've only scratched the surface. And even when it comes to, like, music and how it's marketed, how it's going out to the public, we haven't seen its reach its zenith yet because the internet is still so new. Oh, man. Bless you. Shit, I almost forgot to go ahead and say what you was going to say. I was watching this interview with Daylight, which is an amazing rapper, by the way. Yeah. Um, this nigga said, they tricked us into paying $10 a month for music for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, like, it seemed like a good idea. Like, no, you have been tricked to pay $10 a month for music for the rest of your life. And you don't own it. Yeah. You don't own it. (laughs) You leasing it. You know what I'm saying? So you... A month-to-month lease of that. You leasing it. Forever. Pay me $10 a month. And we've accepted... It's going to be like Netflix. And they told you that the other way wasn't working. So do it this way, and they when we've all we like, and they, and the artists get paid less. They and they bought the masses in. Yeah, like it's easier for me to just to pay ten dollars a month, listen to whatever the fuck I want to, as much as I want to, as opposed to like they took that experience away. Like when you used to buy a CD, yeah. and you opened it and the packaging, like it it was something tangible. Man. I'm going yeah, back man. to vinyl, dog. Vinyl, CDs. And that's all I heard uh, SJ and AJ talking about, how it's making a comeback, just the vinyls. the the Because uh, uh, who was on here? Jay Fears, and she was talking about the flash drives and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I just was in the whip now and put a flash drive, and I said, you know what? I like, just seen this my homegirl, uh, Chris, I was talking about, she got the vinyl of um, Elmatic. Mm-hmm. You know, Elza, uh, Elmatic. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah sure. She got yep. the vinyl of uh, Elmatic. That's an incredible album, dog. Hey, man. Uh, just a few weeks ago when we had Violent Giant in here and they gave us CDs. It's like experience, the experience man. of Listen, putting this CD quality yeah. is something. Listen to it this morning. Listen to the CD this morning. I left my phone at the crib. <laughs> so, like in my, in my and whip, I had the CD in the in, in the joint. So. In the whip that I got now, my brother was like, uh, first thing he said, he saw some CDs in there. He said, oh, you ain't going to need them. You're just going to hook up the... Uh, I said, no. Nah. 
I need you just em. need that sound. Still, first off, it was some of my shit. So I was like, I was like, I know I can go to the platform because it's like it's nothing like just cracking it over, put in there. The sound is completely different. CD like quality. I know the sound. Like it's a huge difference. Like that quality off the stream, that shit is cheap, man. Super cheap. And but they'll make you pay more yeah. for you to get lost. If to get lossless audio, then you are gonna have to pay the twenty dollars yeah. a month. If I want it in a, yep. a AAC format or whatever, now you like, paying even more. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, man. That shit they brainwashed crazy. us. They like was right. They brainwashed us. It's so convenient, us. but it's like it's like the experience of it is it's just cheapened. Thing. Think about if you was doing this shit since Thriller came out. You didn't pay ten dollars a month every every fucking mm-hmm. month since Thriller. You paid a lot of fucking money for That's music. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you Older paid a lot of fucking money for music. Older is probably looking like, got y'all niggas. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I don't know, dog. I'm That's a- bugged out. When you really, really look at it, that shit is bugged the fuck Maybe out. Maybe you want to go back to bootlegging. Damn. You made shit difficult, dog. It's hard to find shit on the internet like that. Like, is that still a thing, though? Like, bootlegging? It's like, not you really. What can you really bootleg? Everything I is, ruined so many computers <laughs> just bootlegging you shit. Can't, everything is DMR. D, that shit was an error. DRM. So, like, they can pull that shit off the internet anytime they want to. Yeah. Like, immediately. Like, it's, it's, it's extremely hard. Well, I won't say extremely hard. It's, it's just not as easy as it used yeah, to be. It's difficult I for you to find some classic albums. Yeah, and all you had to do was type that shit in the Google search bar, and it would take you to the depths of the internet. Yeah, now you I'm, may- I'm savvy out there, so I know what I'm like. I can look at it like, no, this not gonna be it. But not everybody. You gonna fuck around and fuck your shit up, oh, yeah. nigga. I, I probably ruined like four yeah. good computers. Get the wrong link if you want to. Com- yeah. Getting computer STDs from Kazaa, yeah. LimeWire. Now you fuck around, lose your your, your identity and your credit card, and <laughs> yeah. too. all them pops up, pop ups and shit. <laughs> Trying to get an album and you, you lose your life savings. And shit. <laughs> they didn't find me. Fuck. <laughs> right, right. That shit was an error though. Just bootlegging music. Hey man, I the last thing I I think I bootlegged confidently was Good Kid, Mad City. Well, I took I, I listened I, I bootlegged Kanye last album. I wasn't gonna give him no streams. I got that shit. Oh yeah, because you sent you sent me yeah. Yeah, but I mean it. How it, hard was it to find? Well, it takes. Well, I followed. I followed the correct people on Twitter. So some people will drop links mm. and shit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they'll drop links to like their Dropbox. So that's not like a site yeah. where you can go find shit. You just gotta be in the know. You can find anything on Twitter. By the way, I didn't plan on bootlegging four four four. I did I've too. Had, I've had people send me the links the day that it dropped. Like yo, yeah, bro, I definitely did. Now I got. I mean, I, that was before I had title, yeah. but. I don't know why but I pay for title and Apple Music. They double dipping. Yeah, you gonna that's called double it. penetration. You gonna listen back and think about it, like you know what? We and Apple pay Music this sounds better for... than title, by the way. Yeah, like it literally sounds better because I'm not paying for the yeah twenty dollar version of title. So you saying the cheap the the nine ninety nine version for Apple Music sounds better than the nine ninety nine version for title? Absolutely. Okay. It literally sound it's literally, it's literally loud. But Apple don't make you pay the extra just to get the so it's just oh, it's just one price. Shit, I might go over to Apple until next year. Then they'll because just how Netflix is doing. It, you, yeah, Netflix yeah. used to be what eight dollars a month. They getting over. Yeah, that shit is. It wild. used to be cut the cord and they can pay, and go, pay for these uh, all them extra emails, uh, all them extra users you got yeah. to lease music. Y'all, that shit is wild. We leasing fucking music. Hey man, the game is changing. That shit is crazy. And you look at it like this: ten years from now, you know, you got a, a young daughter. When she start listening to music and paying for what she like to hear, ten years from now, the game will then flip so so many more times. So what if they do some shit like where how you lease a car? Like okay, you lease this many years or whatever, 
and you, now you had an option to buy. So you leasing all this music that you paying what nine ninety nine a month, and they say, all right, now look, this is the price that you get to pay to like own all this shit that you've been listening to, all those playlists that you've created, all you get I mean, to own all this for this amount. To a certain extent, that's how it was, and um. On the iTunes store, which the iTunes store is still there, but like, so you know, you buy the singles for like ninety nine cent. Mm-hmm. Like, if you buy like enough of the singles, it'll be like a complete my album button. Like, mm-hmm. when you can just get the rest of the out. Al- Cause like, if it's twenty songs on an album, you're not about to buy each ind- yeah. individual one for nine nine for ninety nine cent. Cause you're gonna end up paying more, right? Whatever. So that's like a complete my album. Like, look. For extra six dollars, would you just take the whole fucking album? So what is that shit that was happening when people would say, hey? I'm streaming the music and you got the option to download. They download the music, but then something happens where the music is no longer there that they download it. If the person removes their stuff from their service, it'd be... Because I've heard that happen with like a Travis Scott album, yeah. a couple other albums. I'm like, yo, if you've downloaded it, though, how is it not there anymore? Because you connect to the internet. That shit is bogus. Now, if your phone don't have an internet connection, it's going to stay on your phone yeah. until you get an internet Because I know you got the option was like uh, stream or play offline or yeah. some shit like that. But like, yeah, it's songs that, that get pulled. If, if it's not on the service no more, it's going to be getting over. I'm going through this, <laughs> this one shit I've seen called Toonport where you can just put that shit up and sell your music and people can actually buy that shit. Like, fuck. That's what uh, Chance said. Uh, and Bandcamp. Chance said he uploaded uh, the color, I mean, his albums through Tunecourt. Okay. No, no, no. He he said Tune Core. It, it's one called Tune Port. Oh, I where it's not you. even no streaming shit. You get to put it up there and like people on your own website, like and they can go there and like actually buy your shit mm. and actually have it. Like it's, and that's it's what I'm tangible. saying. Like the internet is still so rogue. It's still yeah. the wild, wild west. I'm waiting for somebody to say, forget the streaming sites. Uh, just download my app. And my app, this app is called the My Next Album app. And when you download this yeah. app. You gonna they go all my songs and every time I put a video on there, it's gonna be there. Just download the app. Reverb Nation has some shit like that, but then I don't know what happened. Like I if think Beyonce, I, like in some way you gotta in some way you probably cutting out the streaming services or the label. But I mean, if you're a big enough independent artist, if Beyonce just went label list and was like, Look, my next album is coming out on the Beyonce app and I'm just gonna drop it. Like the shit would go crazy. So Apple, it would break the fuck. Beyonce, your iPhone would be a piece of shit because it Beyonce would break. Do that. So Apple it's gonna is be a, a Prince situation, a Prince or a Michael situation. So the it's day a, that she do that. <laughs> it's a seventy thirty <laughs> split with apps in the App Store. So yeah. if you got a ninety nine cent mm. app, you get seventy cent. Apple get thirty cent. Like that's a better split than you gonna get on your album. Download yeah. the fucking app. Yeah, be like, all right, Beyonce. It was cool when you did the surprise albums when y'all had this exclusive only on title shit. But this shit you doing here, you taking it too far. Like this whole label is shit. Maybe we should <laughs> do that. This Maybe we should create an app for the podcast. Let's let's just stop right there. There you go. Let's just start yeah. right there. Cause if somebody I, somebody take that shit, I, you're gonna be hotter than I fish did, grease. I did go. Yeah. <laughs> just stop right there. Yeah, man. That shit is crazy. But since you mentioned that, speak on like the future, because we, we talked about it earlier a little bit. That's a good transition, actually. Just the future of Detroit podcasting before we close it out. Um I like how things are going with a lot of some of the podcasts in here in the city. Um, I do want us to take our craft seriously and the recording of it seriously and the quality of it seriously. Um, I like the urban podcast. Yeah. Uh, I like urban podcast. Is that going on this year? Y'all doing the event? Um, Yeah. Urban podcast month is in May. Um, 
Yeah, so, that that that. You know what I'm thinking about? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The other one. Somebody the actually asked me about that too. But Urban Podcast Month is gonna be in May. But like, I listen to a lot of different podcasts from the culture, outside the culture, tech podcasts, uh, different conversations. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. I listen to a bunch of stuff, and I hear the quality of it. Mm-hmm. And I want our Urban Podcast to sound that way too. Yeah. Keep your con- keep your cultural and everything, but it can still be a production. That quality is what sells yeah. it. And um, like we just got to step on our and not, which is why, I mean, it's a certain uh, folks I'm I'm trying to work with to just step everybody quality up and the fire that's coming out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios, man. 2019 is, whoo, yeah, man. It's a lot of it's some it's some it's some it's a lot of good content out here. Like yeah, I literally yeah. hear some people podcast, and you don't have to do a weekly show, the, the trending topic show. Like you can have really good content. You just got to train your audience to what you're yeah. going to put out there. For me, I think where podcasts are still still untapped right. and where it can still grow is monetizing. And we heard Pete saying, he said, I don't know where the whole idea came about having to do it weekly. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or just, oh, I have to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be a, a, a season of something or it could be like just a, a short series or whatever. The thing about it is storytelling, it's still you know? so new, it can be whatever you yeah, want it to be. Exactly. And, and I think that's where it still has room to grow and breathe. And like I said, monetizing it yeah. i don't think we've really i don't think people have really scratched the surface on the potential that's there especially if yeah. you are you know you got a product that you're you're passionate about and you want to advertise this is a unique advertising opportunity we're yeah. like you know you advertise on the radio it may play three times in a week at right. these specific times and you got to be in the car listening at that particular time and yep you advertise on a podcast like it's out there, damn near forever. It is out there forever. Yeah, exactly. And you have a more cerebral listener. It takes a very cerebral person to listen to audio for an hour, hour and a half with no visual yeah. stimulation. So you got somebody who's already listening, who's invested in the person talking, right. and that product needs to match with y'all brand. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I? Because yeah. podcasts, you know, radio stations are music driven, but I mean, you have certain DJs, hosts. You know personalities that people tune into. Right. Podcast is all personality period. driven. Just yep. period. Wow. If people don't want to listen to you, they have other options. Yeah. Like there's thousands of podcasts out there, and I think that's that's also something that makes it unique because you, the people that tune in and listen to us, it started off as friends and family, but as the podcast yeah, grew, yeah. I know it's straight. You know, it's it's a ton of strangers, people in other countries that we ain't never touched. That'd be the that's listening shit. You're to just us. Looking like I go back to old episodes and I'm like, what was they listening? Like, damn, that's the. Fuck you know, some of our that? oldest episodes that were really raw are still some of our highest listened to episodes, and yeah. we get we get those streams from all across the country, all across the world, really. So, I mean, I I just think like podcast is still so untapped. There's so much there left to grow and develop that, you know, like Jay said, good content, good audio quality and continue to work on yourself as a personality. Because over the last two and a half, almost three years, we've grown so much, you know, that, you know, even even we still have. I don't think even we as Shop Talk have reached our full potential. Nope. That's also why I think more artists need to do it, because for me personally, I say, okay, well, they know I can rap. But at the same time, I know off this mic, it's shit that I can talk about. And I know I got a personality that is separate from rap. You know what I'm saying? You just spin, okay, you know I can spit or whatever. I rapped about some shit that I experienced. But at the same time, what else am I talking about? Well, boom, there's the podcast. Now, let me tap into the minds of other creative people 
and we can talk about shit that we can relate to. And maybe Definitely. We think about I treat podcasts like rap in the early 90s and 2000s where like if you got business ventures outside of podcasting, the more popular your podcast is, the more that's going to help yeah. you. Other, when people are exactly. invested in you, like why you think people listen to Kanye albums? It's not because you're the greatest rapper in the world. Like they are invested in your yeah, story. Exactly. I want to hear what Kanye says next. I want to hear what Kendrick is about to say yeah. next. I want to hear what J. Cole is about exactly. to say next. Well, maybe I want to hear what Name Tag about to say next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I if I hear his opinion on different things on this platform and he about to have a a, a drop of C D, but what are you about to talk mm-hmm. about? I already know what kind of shit he be on. Let me take a listen. Yep. I'll give you the opportunity. Now, if People. I don't like it, I don't like it. But I'm gonna give you the opportunity because I'm invested Buying in you already. Brand. Exactly. Most of the time, like people, a lot of times, I don't want to say it's so flat surface, but a lot of times people are investing in what you got going on because they want to be you. You know what I'm saying? Or they want, or they want to be involved with what you have going on. Yeah, yeah. People want to feel like they're a part of something. Also, period. like, I mean, we to the to the we doing this for free. They want to support you because they don't have yeah. to pay for a podcast app. So if yep. you want to support, hey, buy my merch. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, come out or to buy, my event. Come out to yep. my event. That's how you so. That's how you show support, or or just share this with someone yeah. or whatnot. If you like this episode, share it with somebody. Yep. And it and it's crazy. Ain't even hard. <laughs> it, and, and it's crazy, like how the support is, especially for us, really organic. It's not like me or Jay got like ten, twenty thousand followers on Instagram or Twitter. Now, I'm barely cracking a thousand. But like when we show up somewhere or we do an event, like people will come out yeah. and genuinely like support yeah. that shit. And it's 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 amazing and it's humbling because you you just never know two West Side we, niggas. Yeah, I mean shit. literally two West Side niggas talking shit is what we do every weekend, week out. And people support that shit organically. And I be locked <laughs> Saturdays. I mean, and yeah, we appreciate it. Man. Yeah, we man. appreciate it. Even though, like, Button, you know, he, he there. But he posting early, so, you know. I'm, I mean, I'll We're going to set up a fight with Button. <laughs> we're going to set up a cage fight. I'm Me and fan. Jay, Rory, and Button. But it's more content, so that's, I'm a, that's cool. I'm a fan, you know what I'm yeah. saying, the show. I just can't, I can't listen to that shit, dog. No more? Not that I can't. Yeah. I don't ever finish any of the episodes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's too much. Be super long, too. Like, just. Every, like. That's six Three hours. hours of, six hours of content time. a week. Yeah, I don't got that. I don't got that much yeah. time. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. Then I don't got. That I'm much breaking time. it up now. Like I, I like that. I gotta so break now you listen to them every single you know what day, what I'm like, which helps their numbers. But like now you listen to it every day. And he got the culture. I'm like, oh, I see what I he did. I ain't watched that shit since the second episode. I'm like, I see what he did. And man, one thing I can I can say, I I appreciate how Joe continues to reinvent yeah. himself, and he has learned how to use the internet. Oh, to yeah. to monetize whatever he's in for a long time. Yeah. When 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 the labels wouldn't drop him, it was mood mood music yeah. and all the mixtapes. If anybody can dispute with uh Big Soldier and Big Draco was talking about today, he's like he the reason that rappers got social media. No, he the reason on YouTube. Joe Joe, Joe Button TV. On, Joe Button was on TV yep. before YouTube, fam. I like, remember when he created Slaughterhouse when they came together on Joe Button TV. I just used to watch with Tahiri. Yeah, I remember him. On Joe Button TV, before him and Royce got cool. They got cool when it was a little, when it was a, a budding yeah. beef, eating a slice of pizza, white t-shirt, red hat, talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember all this shit. Like, I was, I've been. Because the internet is, is like I said, it's still growing. It's still early. prehistoric. That actually was crazy about that. Like, Joe early on, when he first, when the, like you say, when the labels weren't fucking with him and he did the, uh. Shit, he went on Hot 97. What was, was a radio like, host. Uh, yeah, early on, they told him don't do it. Told him don't do it. They rather, Basically, they'd rather hear you rap. See? 
But sometimes he, you just got to step out there and follow your gut feeling. He was one of the first to actually, because I was at the time, this I was trying to shop shit to labels. Now, I forget what year. It might have been like 08, maybe 09. And I saw that he was signed to like some digital label. I'm like, digital Algamon, label, digital? Uh, a mogler, yeah. uh, something like that. I'm like, yep. what the fuck is that? I'm like, well, I'm about to shop to them. And I'm looking like he was the only like popular artist that I seen yeah, on there. He blew there. them up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, a digital label. I said, so that must mean they ain't doing physical. Save they ain't doing the money. I said, oh, that's easy. Well, let me just go ahead and ship to them and see it. But then after that, that's when I got hip to the whole, oh, you can just upload your music to these platforms that get you on the DSP. And man, when you are creative, you find ways yeah. to create. And right, you yep. find different outlets for it. Just plain and simple. Yeah, man. Like when you talk about the transition from rap to podcasting, we're all creatives at heart. Yep. We found a different outlet exactly. to continue to create. Exactly. It doesn't it doesn't block off one lane. It doesn't kill the lyricism or whatever else you got going on. Yeah. But you just know you just can't sit still. Yeah, with it. man. I got a couple good podcast ideas actually. I'm a off air. Yep. Yeah, yep. nothing on air because yeah, niggas are yeah. still. Facts. Niggas are still. It's bugs oh, in this microphone. There's <laughs> bugs in here, still. apparently. Yeah, man. That shit is crazy. Before apparently. we get up out of here, man, drop y'all socials, man. Uh, it's Dame Gone Wild on everything that matters. It's D A M E G O N E W I L D on everything that matters. Twitter, Instagram, um, rarely on Snap, but it's there. Uh, I'm Jay Johnson 313 on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, more importantly, follow Shop Talk Podcast on IG and um, Shop Talk Podcast Studio. You know, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Yes, yeah. sir. And I'm name tag again. That's name tag Alexander.com, leading be legendary.net. Just search name tag Alexander on all the streaming platforms, period. Leading be legendary.net once again. Peace. We out. <laughs>